Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memarbe Avram Goldar and Tirim Rasechus Yuma Daf Yud. The first parak Shiva's Yamim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said in the name of Rebbe, "I see the Romi Shetipo Biyad Pras. Rome is destined to fall into the hands of Persia, based on a pasuk in Yirmiyahu." Rabbi Yudah ben Belai also said that Rome will fall into the hands of Persia based on a Kavachomer. Now, if in the case of Bais Rishon, which was built by a descendant of shame, referring to Shomelch, and was destroyed by the Babylonians, meaning that they were the instrument of Hashem's vengeance to destroy the nation that destroyed his temple, then in the case of Baishani, which is built by the Persians and destroyed by the Romans, it's not logical that the Romans should fall into the hands of the Persians. Aside from exacting Hashem's vengeance, the Persians would also exact their own. Rav said, Asida Prashitipo Biyad Romi, Persia is destined to fall into the hands of Rome. When he was questioned whether it made sense that the builders, referring to Persia, should fall into the hands of the destroyers, referring to Rome, he answered, Yes, Gezer Zemelchi, such is the decree of the king. Others say that Rav answered that Persia also destroyed many synagogues. Pointing to Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Ein ben David ba, ashe tishba malchus Rome yorushaa bechoa om kulob tisha chadashim. The Mashiach will not come until the wicked kingdom of Rome has overrun the entire world for nine months. As it says in Micha, Lechen yitnem ad eis yoleda yolada, v'yeser echov yeshuvun al b'nei Yisrael. Therefore, he will surrender them until the time that one gives birth. Then the rest of his brothers, referring to the Mashiach's brothers, will return to b'nei Yisrael. Rashi on the Pasuk explains that after nine months, the rest of Mashiach's brothers, referring to the rest of Shevet Yehuda, will join the other tribes of Israel and form a unified kingdom in Eretz Yisrael. Point number three is Tanah Brayz. The Kol Shakol Sheib Mikdash Royu Lehen Mezuzah Chutz Malishkas Barhedron Sheib Beis Dira Lechon Gadol. All the chambers in the base of Mikdash had no mezuzahs except for the Barhedron chamber, since it served as a dwelling for the Kohen Gadol the week before Yom Kippur. Rabbi Yudah said that there were several chambers that served as dwelling places, referring to the place where the Kohanim and Levim who guarded the base of Mikdash would stay. Yet they had no mezuzahs. Rather, it was a Durabana requirement that the Lishkas Barhedron had a mezuzah. The Gemara Ahmed base brings Rava's explanation that according to Rabbi Yehuda, Diras Balkorcha Loshmadira, an enforced residence, is not considered a residence. Therefore, the Lishkas Barhedron was not Chayv Medaraisa to have a mezuzah. The Rabbana enacted a Chayv Mezuzah Shul Yomer Kongado Chabish Bebeisa Surim, in order that people should not say that the Kongado is locked in jail. The absence of the mezuzah would draw attention to the forced nature of his stay. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yishuban Levi said in the name of Rabbi, Asida Romi Shetipo Biyad Pras, Rome is destined to fall into the hands of Persia based on the Pasuk in Riyal. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lai also said that Rome will fall into the hands of Persia based on the Kavach Homer. If in the case of Baiz Rishon, which was built by descendant of shame, referring to Shomelch, and was destroyed by the Babylonians, meaning that they were the instrument of Hashem's vengeance to destroy the nation that destroyed his temple. Then in the case of Baishani, which was built by the Persians and destroyed by the Romans, is it not logical that the Romans should fall into the hands of the Persians? Aside from exacting Hashem's vengeance, the Persians would also exact their own. Rav said, I see the Prash Shetipo Biyad Romi. Persia is destined to fall into the hands of Rome. When he was questioned whether it made sense that the builders referring to Persia should fall into the hands of the destroyers referring to Rome, he answered, Yes, Gezeris Melchi, such is the decree of the king. Others say that Rav answered that Persia also destroyed many synagogues. Point number two, Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav, Ein ben David ba, ashet tishba malchus Romi arusha'a b'cho olam kulo, tisha chadashim. The Mashiach will not come until the wicked kingdom of Rome has overrun the entire world for nine months. As it says in Micha, l'chen yitnem ad eis yoleida yolada, v'yeser echav yeshuvan al b'nei Yisrael. Therefore, he will surrender them until the time that one gives birth. Then the rest of his brothers, referring to the Mashiach's brothers, will return with B'nai Yisrael. Rashi on the Pasuk explains that after nine months, the rest of the Mashiach's brothers, referring to the rest of Shevet Yehuda, will join the other tribes of Yisrael and form a unified kingdom in Eretz Yisrael. And point number three was taught in the Brisa. 
כל שקל שהיה במקדש הוא היה להם מזוזה, חוץ מלישקס ברהדרן, שהיה בייס דירו הכהן גדול. All the chambers in the base of המקדש had no מזוזות, except for the ברהדרן chamber, since it served as a dwelling for the כהן גדול, the week before Yom Kippur. Rav Yudah said that there were several chambers that served as dwelling places, referring to the places where the Kohanim and Levim who got the base of Migdash would stay, yet they had no mezuzahs. Rather, it was at the Rabbana requirement that the Lishkas Barhedron had a mezuzah. The Gemara on Ahmed Base brings Rabbah's explanation that according to Rav Yehuda, Diras Balkorcha Loshma Dira, an enforced residence, is not considered a residence. Therefore, the Lishkas Barhedron was not chayb in the rice to have a mezuzah. The Rabbana enacted a chiv mezuzah shal yomru kongado chavish bebeis asurim, in order that people should not say that the kongado is locked in jail. The absence of the mezuzah would draw attention to the forced nature of his stay. All right, so now we go to our sim for daf yud, and our simon is a minion of yidden. A minion of yidden. So here goes. The minion of yidden that was plagued by noisy children running through playing Persians versus Romans finally convinced the kids after nine months to play Mashiach times inside a little chamber that wasn't a prison because it had a mezuzah affixed to the door. Once again, it's a motion. The minion of Yidin, minion of Yidin, that must be more in Duff, Yud. The minion of Yidin that was played by noisy children running through, playing Persians versus Romans, which reminds us, Rabbi Shubin Levi said in the name of Rabbi, I see the Romi Shetipo Biyad Pras, Rome is destined to fall into the hands of Persia, based on a Pasuk in Yermiel, Rabbi Yehuda, but Rabbi Lai also said that Rome will fall into the hands of Persia, based on a Kavach Homer. Rav said, I see the Prashitipobiyad Romi, Persia, is destined to fall in the hands of Rome. When he was questioned whether it made sense that the builders, referring to Persia, should fall into the hands of the destroyers, referring to Rome, he answered, yes, Gezeris and Melchi, such is the decree of the king. Others say, the Rav answered that Persia also destroyed many synagogues. So the minion of Yidin that was played by noisy children running through playing Persians versus Romans finally convinced the kids after nine months to play Mashiach times, which reminds where Yudah said in the name of Rav, that Mashiach will not come until the wicked kingdom of Rome has overrun the entire world for nine months. As it says in Michal, Therefore he will surrender them until the time that one gives birth. Then the rest of his brothers, referring to the Mashiach's brothers, will return with B'nai Yisrael. Rashi on the Pasuk explains that after nine months, the rest of the Mashiach's brothers, referring to the rest of Shevet Yehuda, will join the other Shvatim and form a unified kingdom in Eretz Yisrael. So the minion of Yidin that was played by noisy children running through playing Persians versus Romans finally convinced the kids after nine months to play Mashiach times inside a little chamber that wasn't a prison because it had a mezuzah affixed to the door. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright the Kol Shakushayib and Mikdash, all the chambers in the base of Mikdash had no mezuzahs except for the Barhadron chamber since it served as a dwelling for the Kongadol the week before Yom Kippur, Rav Yudah said that there were several chambers that served as dwelling places, referring to the places where the Kohanim Levim who guarded the base of Migdash would stay, yet they had no mezuzahs. Rather, it was a Durabun requirement that the Lishkas Barhedron had a mezuzah. The Gemara on Base brings Rava's explanation that according to Rabbi Yehuda, Diras Balkorcha Loshma Dira, an enforced residence, is not considered a residence. Therefore, the Lishkas Barhedron was not Chaim in the Raisa to have a mezuzah. The Rabbanan enacted a chiyamazuzah shua yomru kongado chavish bebeis asurin. In order that people should not say the kongado is locked in jail, the absence of the mezuzah would draw attention to the forced nature of his stay. So once again, the minion of Yidin that was played by noisy children running through playing Persians versus Romans finally convinced the kids after nine months to play Mashiach times inside a little chamber that wasn't a prison because it had a mezuzah affixed to the door. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazara. Davav, so the simmer Davav is a sword. So here goes. The Kohen Gadu who was sequestered from his wife and was using a sword, sword, that must be more in Daf Vav. The Kohen Gadu who was sequestered from his wife and was using a sword as a pointer 
to read the daytime mikvah hour schedule, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, why the Kohen Gadol is required to separate from his wife when his wife can be sequestered with him on the temple grounds? And answers, Shemi Yabu Aishtabatim Sasfeik Nida. Perhaps he'll have relations with his wife when she has no reason to think that she's in need, and she will afterwards be found to be in a possible Nida at that time. In that case, the Kohen Gadol will be tummy for seven days and will not be able to perform the avoda of Yom Kippur. Rabbi Zerah said that we can learn from this that a bo Nida ain't a Kanida, one who has relations with a Nida, is not tummy exempted a Kanida and immerses himself during the seventh day without having to wait until nightfall. For if you say he's like a Nida, requiring Tevila after nightfall the seventh day, how could the Kongad who had relations with his wife, the day he was sequestered, do the avoda of Yom Kippur? He would need to immerse himself the night of Yom Kippur and wait until the following day before he could enter the base of Megdash. So the Kohen Gadu, who was sequestered from his wife and was using a sword as a pointer to read the daytime mikvah hour schedule, was delighted to receive visitors from the daily base of. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks why the Kohen Gadu is not sequestered from possible Tumas Amaze. Rashi explains he should be sequestered not only from his wife, but from all visitors, unless someone dies in his presence. Rav Tachlifa, the father of Rav Huna, said in the name of Rava, Zosomeris, Tumas Amaze, Hutrahibatsibor. This tells us that Tumas Amaze is permitted with regard to the community. This means that if any Tumas Amaze restriction interferes with the communal sacrifice, the Torah commands without reservation that the restriction be disregarded. There is therefore no need to prevent the Kongado from being sequestered from visitors. Ravina said, I feel tame Tumas Amaze to Chuyahibatsibor. You can even say that Tumas Amaze is merely overridden with regard to the community, which requires observing Tumas restrictions if at all possible. The reason that the Kohen Gadol does not need to be sequestered from visitors is that Tumas Ames lo shkicha. Tumas Ames is not common at all. Tumas Beis lo shkicha. Whereas Tumas of his house, meaning from his wife, is somewhat common. So the Kohen Gadol was sequestered from his wife and was using his sword as a pointer to read the daytime mikveh hour schedule, was delighted to receive visitors from the daily base of. Half who were tummy and half who were tower. Which reminds us, the more brings Malchogas Amarim regarding Tumas Ames. Rav Nachman said, It's permitted with regard to the community. But Rav Shesha said, It's merely overridden with regard to the community. The Gemara explains that where there are Tameh and Tar Kohanim in the same base of, all agree that the Tar Kohanim should serve and the Tameh one should not, even in offering communal offerings. The only disagree if Tar Kohanim from another base of should be brought when all the members of the current base of are Tameh. Rav Nachman says we do not need to seek Tar Kohanim, and Rav Shesha says they must seek Tar Kohanim from a different base of. Some say that even in a case where there are both Tameh and Tar Kohanim in the same base of, Rav Nachman disagrees and says that Tameh ones can also serve the cult Tumas Meis Vetzibur Rachman for the merciful one permitted all cases of corpse tumor with regard to the community. Dav Zayin, so the similar Dav Zayin is a gun, a clay Zayin, gun. So here goes. The sniper, sniper with a gun, that must mean we're on Dav Zayin. The sniper who shot the sheriffs that landed on the Omer in the hands of the Kohen as it was being offered, which reminds us that Rav Sheshis brings the falling as the source for his ruling, the Tumat Duchuyah Hibatsibur. It was taught in a bright side of a Kohen standing and offering the Omer that became Tami in his hand. He tells other Kohanim they bring another one in its place. If there's no other barley from the new crop available, we tell him, have you so be wise and remain sound. We see though that when there is another Omer available, it is brought in place of the original one, which implies Tumat Duchuyah Hibatsibur. Rav Nachman, who holds Tuma Hutra Hibatsibur, answered that he agreed that in cases where there are remnants fit for consumption, it's preferable to avoid making the communal offerings in Tuma. Rashi explains that even though a communal offering may be operated in a state of Tuma, without reservation, it cannot be eaten in Tuma except for the Pesach. So when an offering is meant to be eaten, we do what we can so it can be eaten in a state of Tahara. So the sniper who shot the sherets and landed on the Omer in the hands of the Kohen as it was being offered... Davana on Yom Kippur that he attained atonement when the Kohen Gadol went into the Kodesh Kadoshim without his tzitz. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malchukas Tanam regarding Tuma Hutra Hibatzibur or Duchuya Hibatzibur. It was taught in the Brace of Rabbi Shimon says that tzitz is Maratza whether it's on the Kohen Gadol's forehead or not. Rabbi Yudah says it's only Maratza when it's on his forehead. 
Rabbi Shimon challenged Rabbi Yehuda based on the fact that the tzitz is not on the forehead in the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur when he performs the inner avoda, and yet it's still Maratza. Rabbi Yehuda replied that a proof from Yom Kippur is not effective since Tuma Hutra will betzibur, because Tuma is permitted for him in regard to the community, and the tzitz is not needed to affect acceptance of the communal offerings. Rashi explains that the entire inner avoda consists of communal offerings. The Gemara concludes that this price implies that Rabbi Shimon holds Tuma that Tuma is merely overridden in regard to the community, and that Sitz is in fact needed to affect acceptance for a communal offering. So the sniper who shot the sherets that landed in the Omer in the hands of the Kohen as it was being offered, Davin and Yom Kippur that he attained atonement when the Kohen Gadol went into the Kosh Kodashim without his Sitz, which he also never wore when he went to sleep. Which reminds us, Abai said the Rabbi Shimon Rabbi agreed that if the Sitz is broken, it's not Maratza. They disagree when it's hanging on a peg, meaning that it's intact, but the Kongal is not wearing it. But Yudas says it's not Maraz because the Pasuk states, Al-Metzach Venasa. It shall be on the Aaron's forehead so that he shall bear the sin of the sacred offerings, implying that it is only Maraz while it's on his forehead, Rabbi Shimon holds, that it is still Maraz even when it's not worn. As it says, Tamid Ratzum Livne Hashem. It shall be on his forehead always to bring them favor before Hashem. Rabbi Shimon said that the meaning of Tamid always cannot be literal. For how then does the Kongal go to the bathroom or go to sleep? He certainly is not permitted to wear the tzitz during those times. Ella tamid maratzahu. Rather, the term tamid always means that the tzitz is always maratza, even when it's not worn. Davches, so the standard symbol for davches is a chala. So here goes. The baker commissioned to bake chalas. Chalas, that must be worn davches. The baker commissioned to bake chalas for Gohani when they were sequestered. Watch them walk from their daily hazah into their chambers, which reminds us the Gemara brings a three-way machokas tonight regarding hazah for the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, and for the Kohen will burn the paraduma. According to Rabbi Meir, they would both be sprinkled upon all seven days of their separation. Rabbi Yossi says they would only be sprinkled upon the third and seventh days. And Rachinina Skanakwanim says the Kohen Asorf is a par mazinah of Koshiva. The Kohen who was burning the par would be sprinkled upon during all seven days, but the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur would be sprinkled upon only on the third and seventh days. Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi both hold Tvil Bizman a mitzvah, immersion at its appointed time, is a mitzvah, meaning it must be done immediately upon the conclusion of one's tumor period. But they disagree whether Makshinin Hazal with Tavila. Rabbi Meir does, and Rabbi Yossi does not. Rabbi Chinina Skanakohanim also does not make the comparison, and he holds that sprinkling the cone who's to burn the paraduma all seven days is Malba'ama, merely a stringency. So the baker commissioned to bake chalas for Kohanim when they were sequestered. Watch them walk from their daily hazan into their chambers. One for Tahara, where no one could touch him, and the other for Kedusha, which reminds us it was Tanda Brisa, that there is no difference between the Kohen who burns the Paraduma and the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, except that regarding the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, his sequester is for Kedusha, and his fellow Kohanim may touch him. Rashi explains that as the Kohen Gadol prepares to enter the Machin Shechina, we need to prevent him from being haughty or frivolous, so being put in solitude will make him reflect on his mission. However, there's no reason to forbid visitors from touching him. Whereas regarding the Kohen who will burn the Paraduma, his sequester is for Tahara, for purification, and his fellow Kohanim cannot touch him. Rashi explains that the purpose of a sequester was to be more machmir in his purity as a counterbalance to the kula of contaminating him and immersing him on the day of the burning to repudiate the opinion of the tzedukim. So the baker commissioned to bake chalas for kohanim when they were sequestered, watched them walk from their daily hazan to their chambers, one for tahara where no one could touch him, and the other for kedusha, which was in the middle of renovations again. Which reminds us, it was taught in a brace that Rebuda says that the Lishkas Parhedon was originally called the Lishkas Balvate, the chamber of Balvate, meaning aristocrats, because the Gohanim Gadolim of that era were honorable men. Later, they became wicked as they paid the king for their position instead of attaining it on their merits, and they died every year. As a result, the chamber was remodeled every 12 months for its new resident, and it was similar to the low-level appointees of the king called Parhedron, who were replaced every 12 months. Therefore, they called it the Lishkas Parhedron.
Daftes of the Simmer Daftes is a teapot. So here goes. More than 300 muzzle tov in your new position teapots. Teapots? That must be more on Daftes. More than 300 muzzle tov in your new position teapots were smashed, which reminds us, Rabbi Baruch Hanna said in the name of Yochanan, What's the meaning of that which is written, Yiras Hashem Tosif Yamim, Ushnos Rishayim Tiksarna? The fear of Hashem will increase days, but the years of the wicked will be short. And the fear of Hashem will increase days is a reference to Mikdash Rishon, which stood for four and ten years, and throughout that period, only 18 Kohan Gadolin served in it. But the years of the wicked will be shortened is a reference to Mikdash Shani, which stood for 420 years, yet more than 300 Kohan Gadolin served in it. So, more than 300 muscle tub on your position teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls, which reminds us, Shiel was destroyed because of two things that were present there, immorality and irreverence of the Kachim. The Gemara explains that the morality was the behavior of Elia Cohen's sons, who delayed the women bringing bird offerings, which prevented them from returning home to their husbands, and the irreverence to Kachim was that they had their servants take the meat of the Shlamim before they entitled to them. Rabbi Yochanan continues and states that Bayez Rishon was destroyed because of three things. Avodazor, Gilead, Rice, and Shvichus Damim. Why was Bayez Shani destroyed when we know they were involved with Torah, Mrs. Queen of Sasadim? Because of Sinas Chinam. This teaches that Sinas Chinam is equal to the three cardinal sins of Avodazor, Gilead, Rice, and Shvichus Damim. So, more than 300 muzzle tub on your new position, teapots were smashed and piled up high in front of a cafe with three pictures of destroyed temples hanging on the walls and where people sat and drank coffee pretending to be friends. Which reminds Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lezer both said, the earlier ones whose iniquity was revealed had their end revealed. Rashi explains that during Bayez Rishon, when people transgressed openly and made no effort to conceal their transgressions. Therefore, Yirmiyahu prophesied that the Galas and Bavel would last seven years. The later ones whose iniquity was not revealed, their end was not revealed. Rashi explains that the people during Bayez did their transgressions in secret. The Marashah says they harbored unwarranted hatred toward their fellow men in their hearts, while in public they would eat and drink together. All right, now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechtas. Number one, which stuff do we learn the causes for the Churban of Shiloh by Srishon and by Shani? That's on Duff. Test. Good. Number two, which stuff do we learn the reason the Lishless Parhedron had a mezuzim and the Rabbanon was so that it should not look like the Kohen Gadda was locked in jail? That's on Duff. Yud. Good number three. Which stuff do we have a three-way malchutz regarding Hazar for the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippurim and the Kohen doing the Avoda of the Paraduma? That's on Duff. Ches. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn that the Mashiach comes after Rome overruns the entire world for nine months? That's on Duff. Yud. Good number five. Which stuff do we learn that over 300 Kohen Gadolin served in Baishani not living out their year? That's on Duff. Test. Good number six. Which stuff did we learn? The preacher of the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur was for Kedusha, whereas the preacher of the Kohen doing the Avodah of the Paraduma was for Tahara. That's on Duff. Ches. Good number seven. Which stuff did we learn? The Rav Nachman of Sheshus HaMalchokah's weather, Tower Kohanim, from a different base of must be brought in when all the members of the current base of are Tommy. That's on Duff. Bav. Good number eight. Which stuff did we learn? Whether Rome will fall into the hands of Persia or Persia will fall into the hands of Rome. That's on Duff. Yud. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn the Kohen Gadol does not need to wear that sits when he does the inner avoda on Yom Kippur? That's on Duff. Zion. Good number ten. Which stuff do you learn the one should not share with another what someone told him unless he says he can repeat it? That's on Duff. Dalad. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do you learn one has to do in Akira and Hanacha to be high for taking the Pesach out, just like Hotza on Shabbos? That's on Duff. 
Pehim Psachim. Good. Number two. Which stuff in all spittle found in Yerushalayim had the din of Tahor, except that which is found in the Shukah Elyon, that's on Daf? Chafalaf and Shkalim. Good. Number three. Which stuff in how Hillel dealt with converts, that's on Daf? Abba and Shabbos. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Vram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.